All right, here we go. Let's do it. This is it. This is episode number 275. There should be like confetti or bells. I feel like that's a big number. I don't know. It's not 300. It's not 250. It's right in the middle there. Of No Laugh Track Podcast. My name is Justin Severson, the host. Circle of Heat provided the music you were just listening to. It is a Thursday afternoon in December. And I'm here at Acme Comedy Company with my special guest who hasn't been here. I don't think you were here last year. It's Henry Phillips. Did you do? Yeah, him? no, I'm I'm like a two year rotation guy. It seems. Yeah, I'm looking back yeah. at the at the uh, re- record dates. I'm thinking, I, did we miss one? But you just weren't here last year. Yeah, so it's your fault. Well, <laughs> yeah, a little bit my fault, and also there's just uh, you know, it's it's such a great club that you have a high uh, volume of comedians that come through. You can't get so. everybody in. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, no, but it's always good to be here. I was thinking it'd be funny to listen to all of our podcasts or any of the comics that you've had several times, like, back-to-back, because you get to hear people talk about upcoming projects and mm-hmm. see which ones actually came to fruition which ones didn't. Well, I, c- I can tell you that there's one person that does that. Yeah. And that's me, because I listen back oh, yeah. to the previous ones before I see you. Whoever I, yeah, I listen yeah, back to yeah. them. So there's a lot of, whatever happened with your blank? Yeah, it's like, well, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. And then, as I've found out, a lot of times when you ask that question, you really shouldn't be asking it, because if you knew, if there, when, if there's no answer, that means it didn't work out. That's right, which is a joke in our new movie. Yes. Actually, we tied it in pretty good. Look at yeah. that. Huh? <laughs> awesome. We didn't <laughs> we didn't practice that. that. Nice job. Yeah, that, that line, I will say, um, was uttered by Tracy Smith, who's a great comic, years ago when we were hanging out at the improv one night. And so I thought it was so perfect. I emailed her and said, can I use that in our screenplay? Oh. And she said, absolutely, and we give her special thanks. And so every now and then that happens. It's it's a great line. Yeah, and I've uh, that did stand out to me when I watched your movie, Punching Henry. Um, but I've also, in the, it kind of, uh, it hit me like, oh, yeah, I've made that mistake on the podcast <laughs> where I followed up with something. And it's like, oh, yeah, no, I that didn't go anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry I brought it up. <laughs> yeah. Or, oh, yeah, everybody, uh, you know, the execs shit, shit all over it and we're not doing it. Oh, no, yeah. I feel like an asshole. Sorry. Yeah, it's like, whatever happened with your deal at NBC that you were going to be the star of a TV show? Yeah, right. What do you think happened? <laughs> Am I famous? Yeah. I wouldn't be talking to you right now exactly. if I had that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yep. Yeah. So I just assume that that's the answer now. Well, let's first start off with uh, you've been here since Tuesday, um, right? Yeah, I've got here Tuesday afternoon. Yeah. How have the shows been going this week? Uh, the shows, uh, yeah, it's been great. I mean, the audiences are here are great. I think we got hit with some bad weather on Tuesday, and there was kind of a light turnout, but last night was back to normal. Yeah. I guess day one of the bad weather, maybe everybody just is like... Going through some kind of shock or something like that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, as I was saying to you briefly before we started, um, yeah, last Thursday it was, you could have walked around in a t-shirt here. Yeah. It was re- it was touching 60. That's amazing. And then it dropped about 40 degrees in one day. Ugh. With uh, rain that turned to frozen uh, sidewalks and streets. Man. and Yeah. Yeah, no, just getting off the train, I was like, oh boy. But. Uh, Where were you last week? Uh, let's see. I was in uh, San Diego. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> whole different story. Which is described as like one of the most beautiful places yeah. in the country, right? <laughs> it really is. It's it's amazing. So that's why I don't feel, you know. And I've gotten lucky here too with some amazing weather. So you know, every now and then you don't score. But you know, it's 
it's nice to be able to get a variety of seasons, you know. I think we kind of need that, you know, and we don't really get enough of that in L.A., so. The other uh, night, I, you know what, as a matter of fact. Can I, I wonder if I can just hold this. You absolutely can. I might get a stiff neck. Let me know if this is a problem holding Still it. back there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Tuesday night, I probably should have come to your show and thinking there wasn't going to be a huge crowd to get a nice seat. But you know what yeah. I did is I watched uh, uh, this Christmas light, or was that Monday night? The... Uh, this show on ABC where they show people's Christmas lights, these families that get oh, over well, the Oh, I'm glad top. you did something worthwhile then. That's great. <laughs> I'm, I'm admitting how dumb that was. <laughs> Forget live art. Yeah. No, instead watch this thing that was filmed in July in yeah. uh, Texas with these uh, Christmas exhibits with no, or, you know, wow. uh, light shows with no snow. And it's just. I'd kind of like to see that, though. That sounds interesting to me. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas in July in Texas. <laughs> well, I can tell you that the neighborhood comes out and they get very excited. Wow. Is it right after the 4th of July? I don't I don't know, but they can't possibly. I just I don't believe that they just filmed these like a week ago and threw them on. Yeah, TV. yeah. So no, I be, see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah but um So th- it's good that you weren't doing that same thing. Yeah, no. That would be tough. I think there needs to be Well, I mean, I think there's just a a market for just about anything you put up on TV nowadays. And if mm-hmm. it's just, you know, various people showing their Christmas lights in the summertime, you know, why not? (laughs) Why not? Yeah. You know, along those lines, this has to do with nothing, really. It's just sort of some research I'm doing on my own. Uh, What kind of TV service... I don't. You don't need a name. Oh but yeah, like satellite, cable, nothing. Oh, I'll tell you. I was just telling somebody uh, yesterday, um, for the last three years, it's just been the internet, uh, no TV, and um, I have Netflix, Hulu... Amazon Prime. Yeah. And I right now I have a trial version of HBO Now or whatever and we'll see if that sticks. But uh I tell you I do not want for TV. I mean like That's what I was going to ask. You're I yeah, and and I was at, in the beginning I was like, well, I'm going to really miss my live news, you know, and also um you know, just anything that's happening in the moment. But then I realized when there's been emergencies and stuff, it's even better to just go on Twitter. Absolutely. And I'll, I'll just, I'll put in uh, whatever town I'm in and just see what people are saying. And, yeah. it, and, or, you know, it, or just put it in Google and, you know, look in the news and, um, cause we've got these fires going on in LA right now. So yeah. my parents had to, uh, pack up to get ready to evacuate. So I've been constantly refreshing the Twitter feed to see what, the mayor's saying if there's updated maps on evacuation and stuff and it works real well. And, and what's interesting is I haven't had to hear, I I read the news and I, I read the things that people say, but I don't hear the voices of them while they're saying it, which I think there's, I think that would be an interesting, sorry if I'm not being funny right now. No, no, I I, uh, I asked the question. No, but like it would be an interesting study to see if people had, different impressions of the news based on the ones that read it and the ones that listen or watch, you know, because you have all kinds of stereotypes. It's like somebody can say something and you can be like, you know, I hate that guy. So whatever he thinks, I want the opposite of that. (laughs) Whereas if you read it, it can be like, you know what? That makes a lot of sense, Uh you know? Yeah. Sometimes Uh, it's better not to know the source, not to see the source, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I agree. I stopped in the um, I I stopped in a gas station yesterday evening. Mm-hmm. That that is pertinent information here. Yesterday evening, yeah. And a guy in front of me was only was buying one thing. 
yeah. that day's newspaper. He's picking wow. up news that's like 24 the, hours old at that point. Yeah, place. that's crazy. Isn't that it? That doesn't make sense to me at all. Isn't it? I mean, Well, my dad's 89, and he's still in that mode. It's like, you know, he'll get excited just hearing that I have some kind of a a blurb in, like, the LA Weekly, like, you know, oh, you know, screening of the film or whatever, and he'll be like, well, let's go pick up the LA Weekly, and I'm like, Dad, you just go on the internet now. You don't need to go pick up the newspaper, you know? It's just such an old-school way of doing it, you yeah. know? It's like reading a book on a scroll or something like that. You yeah, know? right? It's like, yeah, what scroll. do you... Or whatever they did before they bound paper. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. There's a reason why no one sells their car in the newspaper anymore. Because no one yeah. Sells yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, the internet is definitely revolutionized everything so so yeah to answer the tv question i'm still way behind i haven't even started you know like game of thrones or all these shows that take up entire lifetimes you know so i'm it's not like i'm i'm missing the days of flipping around and going oh Beastmasters on you know it's like i i don't have time for that you know uh-huh yeah uh you should catch up on game of thrones oh yeah Seriously. i heard Do it's it. amazing <laughs> it, it absolutely is uh, now, now I want to talk about the movie. Yeah. So first of all, I, like I said, I listened back to the last time we were here, which was episode one sixty-seven. Yeah. In uh, two thousand and fifteen, so it's been a little while. The movie was done at that point. No one had really seen it. Wait. So so wait, tell me the date again. Exactly. It was in the. It was I think in the fall or late summer of two thousand fifteen. This last time. Okay. We yeah. Here. So that was a year after we filmed, and I. Th- think we hadn't landed it in a festival yet, but um, we may or may not have known about South by Southwest. You might have. I think you mentioned that that was the okay because uh, yeah. that that was the premiere. That okay. was the big premiere, and that was 2016. Uh, what is that? February or March or something like that? Yeah. yeah, March like 10 through 20. So I may or may not have known yet, but um, yeah, it's it's a good example of the timeline. You know, 2014 we shot, 2015 I was unsure about everything, and then. Yeah. The title's different. Yeah. It was going to be Still Punching the Clown, which didn't really test well with people who weren't aware of the first one, which is really the group that we were trying to reach, you know? People felt like... The people that hadn't seen the first one. Yeah, it's like, it sounds like the sequel of something that I haven't seen, and I just, I'd be like, well, I'll just see the first one, and then they'll never get around to it. So we wanted a name that sounded like completely fresh. Okay, yeah. We changed it to And Punching the Clown at one point, and that was a reference to a joke that we make in the movie where if there's something called alpha stacking, where if you make the movie that's if with the letter A, then it shows up earlier. Like if you're on the plane and they've got all those listings of movies, they're always starting with A, and so more people are likely to see. So it's just like a blatant example of shamelessly just calling it and punching the clown, which is <laughs> such a stupid title. But that was actually a tough I got to tell you that in my little, I as I watched the movie, I was like writing down all these notes. Yeah, the things I'd like to you know uh, just point out or whatever. Yeah. One of the things I wrote down is, is alpha stacking real? I'd never heard of this. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, you can Google it. And um, yeah, it's just to me, it's the most hilarious thing. It's just, I guess as a comic, you're always trying to find those people that are trying to replace just good content or talent or whatever with little tricks. You know, mm-hmm. it's like... And and it just gets really stupid, you know. It's like, oh, YouTube, apparently if your video is, 
you know, under 30 seconds. And if you make reference to your other social media, like there's all these rules that if you ended up watching the video, it would literally just be somebody saying, hey, everybody, uh, saw the movie uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. It was great. Please don't forget to subscribe to my Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and have a good one. It's like, who's going to watch content like this? It's like, just don't worry about all those rules. So that's why we thought if we call the movie and Punching the Clown, it might be a way to satirize that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But, uh, but the problem is it is a stupid title, and it's hard to, <laughs> it's hard to convince investors that you're going to just purposely go with a stupid title for your movie. And then I think it was uh, my buddy Brendan Walsh. Oh, yeah. Who said Punching Henry. And I was like, that sounds great. And everybody just sort of like dug it. You know, it's like, yeah, why not? There's already Regarding Henry. That's right. And there's Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Why not Punching Henry? <laughs> and in the movie, Brendan Walsh sort of. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. That's the opening scene, which is based on a true story. Everything, almost everything in there is based on a true story. And yeah, the opening scene uh, is really fun. Um, Brendan did a great job. I might as well go ahead and tell the story of it. Sure. Because it's, it's a good example of how things happen in real life and then they end up in a movie. All right. But when I was um, just starting out, I had done a couple of gigs around L.A. And one there was a momentous occasion where I was about to go up and a guy recognized me out on the sidewalk as a guy who he had seen at the club before and was like, oh, man. So you're going up tonight, right? And I was like, "Yeah, I brought my friends and everything." And I was, I was like, "Holy crap! This is, this is the first time I've had fans, like people that actually are return customers." And he, this guy was so excited; he brought his friends, and he's like, "Are you going to do the uh, whatever the song that he asked about the bitch song?" And I was like, uh, "You know what? No, I th- I'm going to try a different one tonight." And he's like, kind of just overly exaggerating how kind of like, oh, I love that song. And he just kind of goes like, he turns his head and he goes, oh, man. And he slams his head and he didn't realize there's a parking meter right there. And he slammed his head really hard right into a parking meter and broke his nose. (laughs) There's like blood gushing out of the guy's nose. And everything happened so fast. His friends were there. I was there. Everybody was for a moment just kind of in shock. Like, what the fuck just happened? What We just saw a guy bash his face into a parking meter and he was like oh no oh my god what in the fuck and and then it was just a short transition of people saying you know what we got to go to the hospital we have to take you to the hospital and he went from being so excited about watching this comedy show to now his night is gonna his the next several months for this guy is gonna be an awful time Mm -hmm, because you said no yeah yeah exactly (laughs) and so uh they walked away, and I was just like, oh, that's, wow, that's that. And then I play to basically an empty room that would have been great with this guy and his. Yeah. So <laughs> so that happens, and then uh, it's just a story that I've been telling people for years, and people always relate to it, and it's funny. And, um, and so I uh, thought, well, that would be a great opening scene for the movie. And so that's what we did, and we opened the movie with it, and... Uh, and Brendan uh, did an amazing job with it. He showed up, and there was a stuntman there trying to sort of teach him how to do the the act where he pretends like he's hitting. And the reason that I chose Brendan to do it is because he's good at uh, trolling, you know, like, which I think is really what a, a good actor does, you know, just try to convince you that this is really happening. You know, he's a good prankster. Yeah. yeah. And so, that. yeah. And so he, he and the stuntman worked uh, for a little bit and it was really funny. Uh, 
he got it so that it really looked like he was hitting his head and his face in the parking meter. And, um, yeah, it worked. And so that's sort of the opening scene. And uh, hopefully people watching the movie now will be like, oh, wow, I know the real story behind that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I want more movies made with comedians that I like. Oh, cool. I, yeah. I, I love that. And maybe it's because for my position that I've met – you know, I mean, I'm watching oh, your bet movie. I'm probably like, holy shit, Mike so many. Oh yeah, there's probably so many. Matt Kirshen, uh, who is the counterpart to Mike Kaplan in the uh, in the movie, and um, they played like the two whiz kids. Uh, Chris Fairbanks, Patrick Keene, who's going to be here Patrick in February. Keene, who I've had on yeah. this podcast. Mike Kaplan's been on. Yeah, this he podcast. played the manager. Augie Smith. Um, if you haven't had Augie, you got to have Augie. He's amazing. Um, but yeah, Greg Warren uh, is another guy. There's just so many of them. But uh, yeah, it's fun. It's fun to. Was it hard comics. to get everybody to uh, like? You know, these are working comics. Was oh, it yeah. hard to get everybody to come and actually film their parts? Well, yeah, Doug Stanhope's in it, and so is Tig. And the way the timing worked out, it it almost didn't because I really wanted Dig, Doug to play the uh, the cab dispatcher. I just just didn't want anybody else doing that because I just pictured Doug the whole time, and it was like my dream, you know. And so, um, those scenes are so Doug great. was about to do a 30 day, tri- uh, you know, tour of, uh, Australia. And there was only one day that he could do our movie. And that was like the day before he left. And Tig was about to come back from a big tour. And there was only one day that she could do it. And that was like the day that she returned. So, but we have to have like 18 contiguous days or whatever. And so I, um, we just got so lucky because somehow or another that we were able to work it so that we had Doug and Tig, but yeah, it, it was not easy. It's very stressful. Jim Jeffries came through at the last yeah, minute. That was right. amazing. Um, Sarah Silverman who did more of a pickup shot, but she kind of played this, um, podcaster who, who just sort of goes throughout the whole thing. Yeah. That's a great and, way to uh, sort of narrate the movie. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. No, it was, everything sort of worked out, you know? And, um, but yeah, there was a lot of moments of terror when it was just like, is this person going to be available or are they going to be okay? You know, uh, we were reading about Tig uh, having health problems when she was on her tour, and we were just really worried that that was going to stop oh, yeah. everything. And we were lucky that she was able to recover, you know. Is her character based on someone real in the movie? A little bit. Part of it's based on her. I mean, she and Stephanie... Were, they're a real couple. Um, yeah, they're a real couple, and they were actually uh, in the market for uh, children at that time, which they've ultimately succeeded at, you know. And so there was a little bit of that, but it was mostly based on a friend of mine who was trying to get pregnant and was basically uh, propositioning friends of hers to be the father, you know, and uh, which it makes a lot of sense. I know it sounds very non-traditional and everything but uh reproductive technology is extremely expensive and if you're really good friends with somebody and you have a good feeling for their genes and their demeanor and their stock or whatever it's like <laughs> why wouldn't you want to you know see if they would be the sperm donor or whatever and yeah do it the old-fashioned way and that's kind of what that that whole subplot is about but uh, and then it's also combined with a third story. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil that no, part no, of the movie. But uh, yeah, no, 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 no. But uh, but without spoiling it, uh, a third story that's just uh, 
story that my dad told me about uh, about that situation going wrong. And so that's what you'll see <laughs> in there. The, uh, yes, you. Uh, I won't try to top the way you, your description, but I was caught off guard and laughed <laughs> really hard, Henry. <laughs> Tried to make the most awkward sex scene in the entire <laughs> history of film. Yeah. <laughs> you are now shirtless in a film, Henry. Yeah. It's not the first time. The, the first time was actually, uh, I was just thinking about this today. Well, not not a moving film, but I was in San Francisco with Nick Swartzen, and I think it was Patrick Keene. All the three of us were in San Francisco, and we went and did all the touristy stuff, like the Fisherman's Wharf or something. And um, I think it was Nick's idea. It's like, let's all take off our shirts. And so we, we did this dumb thing where you take your picture in front of a green screen, and they make it look like you're on a surfboard and, yeah, yeah. like, catching a wave or something. And But we all just had these deadpan looks on our faces with no shirts on, and it's like... It's really funny just to see people with no shirts on for no reason. Right. Guys, are, it's a little bit funnier, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Girls, it's not, I don't know if funny is really the word that I would come up with. But, no. uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's really, uh, it, yeah, so it's just like the more uncomfortable you are with your shirt off, the funnier it is, I think. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Especially people know how uncomfortable you are. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, is there is there a... Evidence from that picture? Does someone have no, one from that No, and night? this still pisses me off to this day because you could pay like $10 and figured, get the yeah. picture. And none of us did it. We just we just did the picture, and then they try to sell you the the picture afterward, and we're like, ah, screw it. Oh. Man, I wish I had that damn picture. I still have even thought, like, can we – because, you know, we're probably all, I think, probably uh, – I, I don't know. This is probably about 15 years ago or more. And it would have been really fun to have, but you know, for ten bucks, we just didn't even bother. <laughs> <laughs> you know what people do now uh, when those things happen is you just take out your camera and quickly take a picture. Of oh the yeah, there you yeah. go. That's what we could have. They done. frown upon that. Oh yeah, no. I know. It's in the Las Vegas, the New York, New York roller coaster thing. Yeah, they, my wife tried to do that last year. Yeah, that's the. Uh, I guess you'd call that the ghetto version. You know, the ghetto it's like, version. It's yeah. like the uh, you it, has, know. it still has the copyright thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Get yeah, that off there, but yeah. You get the idea. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like rolling your windows down instead of getting air conditioning. You know, it's just yeah more affordable. Exactly. Yeah, economical. <laughs> yeah. Um, I probably we probably talked about this, but I I guess I, I'm hoping to refresh it, but. Uh, when the first movie was done, out, released, people saw it. Did you always know there was going to be a second one? Second um, movie? I was pretty determined, you know. I mean, and and the director was even more determined than I was, you know. I mean, I don't think there was any doubt in our mind that this was going to be, and, and it could have even been misplaced uh, confidence, but, but or like, you know, unfounded confidence, because... We just were so happy with the movie. We thought it was just going to be a calling card to a bigger project, you know, and we just believed in it so much, you know, and so I don't think we doubted it much. At the moment, um, I think that we're probably looking to move more into an there, episodic there was talk of platform. television, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we had a deal with Showtime at one point. Uh, several years ago, we might have talked about that on the on the yeah, previous possibly, interview, yeah. and a lot of that material was used in the movie, and and the movie's on Showtime right now, and it's kind of funny because a lot of the real life experience of our Showtime deal ended up as a plot in the movie, 
and you know we call it like the now network or whatever but um oh okay well, i yeah. never got that connection yeah oh okay that's interesting I don't know if people are supposed to. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that even. <laughs> no, but uh, Showtime has been fantastic because they they did have an option on our script and uh, because it was used for our pilot script and all the, the whole plot line with the, the cab dispatcher and my car getting towed and all this other stuff was in there and it was really up to Showtime as a courtesy to sort of release it and allow us to be able to use it. Oh, okay. and. They went above and beyond and actually bought it and and show it on their network. They they j- did just like two nights ago. They've been playing uh, it a lot, so that's nice. cool. Yeah, yeah, and I got so, it off um, Amazon for the record. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I paid for the HD rental. Yeah, well, that's cool. Um, yeah, and so uh, let's see, going back. So we were talking about the show. T- oh yeah, so I think that episodic TV is definitely something that uh, the director and I have our eye on now. It just seems like that's the new filmmaking, you know? It just kind of never stops. Your eye on now to continue yeah. the story. Well, um, actually, what we're doing now is we're working on a version of um, a complete, it's a completely different project, but it would be the same partnership, the, the director and I. Oh, okay. And it would be uh, different characters, different star, and even set in a different time period. And that's something that we're sort of exploring right now. With you acting? Uh, no, I don't know if I'm going to be in it this time. Oh. I think maybe I'll put myself in there as some kind of like creepy uh, middle-aged sound guy or something like that. Because <laughs> that's always something that I've wanted to do. <laughs> um, but uh, but no, I think that uh, it would be fun to just blow the whole thing up and start with thinking about different people, you know? But people must be asking you, like, trilogy! Yeah. Yeah, but... Uh, that's tough to do. I mean, it's not like these movies are <laughs> making anybody rich, but, uh, you know, so we'll see. I, I like to leave it all open, but I'm also very interested in doing my um, my podcast, or not my podcast, my web series. Yes. Yeah. So I, I've been really enjoying doing that, and that's where I get a chance to be completely in control of my own filmmaking or whatever and uh so i have a couple of them i have my coffee videos are you still doing those yeah well uh as of well we did episode seven and eight last year the hindenburg which had uh, patrick Keane, and then we had one called the diner um and uh yeah so i'll make those forever i just uh it's difficult to to get the resources together for it but uh yeah i'd love to make more if possible what are the, what are those called? Tell people what those are called. It's called "You and Your Fucking Coffee," and it's on YouTube. Yeah, and it's just about how I politely ask for coffee, and somehow it winds up screwing up everybody's lives around me. It's fun though. <laughs> for the record, you yeah. asked for some coffee about a half an hour ago. And That's everything's right. Everything's gone fine. Yeah, yeah, everything's been good, mm-hmm. unless there's some incident that happens afterward. But uh, That's true. We might walk back out to yeah, the bar, yeah. and all hell is broken loose. <laughs> yeah, they're like. Damn it, this fucking thing, you know. Yeah, who knows. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I drink a lot of coffee. I drink enough coffee that I get sick, and that's how I conduct the rest of my day. For real? As a sick person. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> Is there a time, uh, do you believe in decaf? Not really. Um, I mean, I'll do it if it's sort of like just to go through the ritual of it, like in the hotel room, if I don't have any of the regular, and then I'll just sort of make it. But it, it just feels like I'm drinking flavored water mm-hmm. or something. It's There's just something missing from it. It's very strange. 
I agree. Yeah. I agree. Are there any more questions I want to I'm going to look through my notes here on the movie of things I was going to ask you about. Do you Oh, I was reading a while I'm looking through this, I'm going to throw this out there. I was some article that was written about you. I think it was in Paste magazine that I think does a really good job of covering comedy. Yeah. And they called you the comedian who makes cringe an art form. <laughs> yeah. What do you think of that? I, I think that might be part of it. I mean, we we were just talking about the sex scene, and that's kind of the goal there. Um, I've always been a fan of that. You know, it's like there's a uh, there's a the movie uh, King of Comedy mm-hmm. with uh, De, Niro De Niro and Jerry Lewis, and there's just this one scene in there. Well, the whole thing is cringeworthy. I mean, the entire movie. Mm-hmm. But there's just this one scene in there that I literally, I feel like I want to change the channel because it's so difficult to watch. It's so painful. And I'm obsessed with that. It's like, how do I feel that? I want to watch it because it's like watching a train wreck. But I just, it's hard to do. And then there's something fun about that. I mean, I guess the same way you watch a horror movie, you know, mm-hmm. it's like that tension leading up to like, ooh, this is awkward. Um I really like yeah, the the one scene I'm referring to is when he brings he tells his date that he's really good friends with uh Jerry Langford or whatever, Jerry Lewis's character, and actually goes into his house and then we know that Jerry Lewis is like showing up and he's in his house. It's like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> this is crazy. Um But uh yeah, cringeworthy, sure. I think uh it's important to make people feel something you know emotions you know we we love uh toying with that you know and that's just what i've always liked gary shandling is another one you know albert brooks modern romance is a fantastic uh movie you know yeah. version of that or oh, all even of his like stuff the office, like the tv show yeah office. yeah i love that kind of stuff you know um, a lot of uncomfortable moments there. or the movie real life R-E-E-L, Life, with uh, Albert Brooks is another great oh, one. Yeah, yeah Charles that. Grodin. Oh, it's great stuff. I got to admit, it's been years since I've seen uh, the De Niro cup. Yeah, it's great. It still holds up. Sandra Bernhardt is amazing in it. and oh, yeah. I was never a big fan. I wasn't a non-fan of hers, but I just never was a big Sandra Bernhardt. Like, I didn't really watch the specials or watch her comedy. But in this movie, I mean, her performance is just a triple a plus i mean it's perfect it's so good you know very cool very very cool um did anybody the line negative comments or how you know you're somebody <laughs> oh yeah yeah that's in the movie yeah right. sure that, uh let's see that what, one is there a story uh, behind that i mean I, I get it it makes a lot of sense yeah i think it's just sort of one of these uh these new uh memes or whatever that have come out of this new generation yeah it's something that people will tell you um the first one that i got was um i remember it was when myspace came out and then uh i i had never and a lot of people in my generation had never had the difficulty of having to read something negative about themselves. It's just like, maybe there would be like a, if, if you were lucky enough to get in a paper like the LA weekly or even like the LA times or whatever, you could see a review that was just slightly, you know, mediocre. It's like, well, he doesn't do it as well as this guy or whatever, but you would never see, you know, this guy fucking sucks, you know? And it's like, wow, that's a difficult thing to see all of a sudden after you've been doing it for 10 years or whatever. And yeah, I had a MySpace video up there 
and it was the it wound up being the opening scene for our first movie where I say shit on the radio. Yeah. And um the guys at MySpace put it on the front page this one day. So it was just getting tons of views. It was like kind of going viral in the early days. And I had to read negative comments. And it was really painful, you know. And then that's the one thing everybody consoles you about. It's like, dude, if you're not getting the negative comments, then, you know. But, oh, boy, yeah, there's a guy guy named Danny who's from – Cedar Rapids, Iowa, who had a video on it, and we were laughing about it. He was telling me about it, but it's like he put, like, marshmallows in his mouth and uh, was was doing it an imitation of um, the guy, Michael McDonald from um, the Doobie Brothers, whatever. Oh, yeah. and, uh, and there were no comments at all except for one guy, and it wasn't YouTube. It was some other early platform, you know, like E-Bombs World or something, oh, and there was just that. one comment under neat that said you know something like god damn it i hate you i want you to die or something like that and it was like he's like can we get rid of that and he didn't even know who to call to try to get rid of it (laughs) it almost looked like some caption for this video it's just like does that just go with it this is part of it there's nothing I, i would like to send this to my grandmother and have her see it but i can't with that caption but yeah i mean that's the way it is and so now i don't even think about it and it's like yeah, of course you're going to get negative comments. That's just sort of like, you know, yeah. you just realize it. And you also have to realize that it doesn't, doesn't even necessarily mean that person doesn't like you because then you respond and they're like, oh, I'm just fucking with you, man. You know, and then it's like, well, why'd you do that? But, um, yeah, so that was just, that's just one of those things. And, and Kirshen and Kaplan both were improvising a lot of their dialogue too. So, oh, okay. Yeah, the, the exact phrasing. Could very well have been theirs too. I gotcha. I love that. Uh, oh, I also had. Here's another thing I'm doing to support uh, Henry Phillips' career. Yeah. I well maybe not. No, I think so. Somehow you must get some sort of uh, <laughs> something back from probably. This. Amazon right now is doing the. You know they have that Amazon Unlimited. Yeah. It's their version of you know the you get their whole library if you pay a certain amount. So it's more than Prime? Yes. Oh, it's wow. not the Prime where you just have access to some of their music. If yeah. you pay a little, you get access to everything they have. Wow. I have signed up for that because they've got the 99 cents for 3 months special going on. Oh, right now. that's great. So with that, I have access to your latest album. Oh yeah, Neither Here Nor There. Yes. Yeah, which yes. is which is also a special uh, an on camera special that we need to find a home for. I was going to say, how It'll would probably I see eventually that? be on Amazon. Yeah. Oh, okay. But yeah, no, I mean, I'm sure in some distant way that helps me, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. Well, I was going to point out that uh, when I was listening to that, the the elevator scene. Oh yeah. In the movie. Yeah. You oh do yeah. That on yeah. Stage. That's right. Yeah. That's that's a comedy bit. That's that's right out of my act, and uh, that was really fun. What we're trying to show in the movie is how you can have an embarrassing situation and feel awkward, but in the end, you you get to a point where you start laughing about it, and then you're like, I'm going to try to tell people that story on stage and see if they laugh at it also. I mean, it's not like we're reinventing the you know wheel with that or whatever, but it's like, it's, it's an important part of what we do, you know, it's just... Uh, going through the several stages you know the 
the embarrassment, the regret, the pain, and then ultimately the catharsis of like, uh, let's have fun with this. Yeah. Let's talk well, about I how embarrassing how it, it was. Movie that it, the it, it's not really given away. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of exactly like the initial happens. thing happens, and then you find out what was going on, sort of in my head about it. Yeah, and then how you sort of tell retell the story. So yeah, yeah that's fun. Um, really funny, really really funny. And I was looking after I watched it. I'm looking up like, oh, I want to see, make sure I, um, I want to look at the cast, mm-hmm. like, just because I'm like recognizing all these faces. I'm oh like, sure, yeah. And then I see Mike Judge, and That's I know right. you mentioned that last time you were here. I watched the whole movie and never noticed Mike Judge. Oh I yeah. Had to go back and figure out who he was. He was the uh, sound guy. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, we we gave him a mullet wig. <laughs> Maybe that was just enough to throw me off. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. But, um, yeah, he's great. And, uh, yeah, he was such a supporter of the movie, and he agreed to do a cameo and everything. And um, it was wonderful. Yeah, I was really happy with that. Especially what was cool about that is that he was a musician for a long time. So he uh, he and I had laughed about, like, just this type of sound guy that um, even if you ask for something really simple, they just – that. They say, yes, I'll help you, but they don't want you to think that you didn't put them out, like, incredibly. You know, it's just like, well, it's a huge pain in the ass. You fucked up, uh, but let me see what I can do. (laughs) You know, Uh, it's like, what? Really? We have two hours to figure out how to get a (laughs) guitar plugged into a rock club? You know, how how is that difficult? You know? uh, I worked, you know, in radio for about 15 years, and radio engineers are that same guy. Yeah. Where, you know, the computer's now working in Studio A, and the exact same response. Yeah, or it's amazing. Or just like, you know, yeah, um, I have a guitar, you know. It's like, well, nobody told me that, you know. It's like, all right, but it is something that you guys are capable of doing, right? And, yeah, they just... They want you to know that they're pissed off about it, even, yeah. and then they go ahead and fix it, yeah. you know? Like, this is your job, right? Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but that, so that was really fun. And uh, and then, speaking of mullets, I've actually been in uh, Mike Judge's show, Silicon Valley, a yes, few times. you wore a mullet then. And I have a mullet, yeah. <laughs> so maybe right. there's just some mullet thing going on. <laughs> yeah. How was the acting going? Uh, it's going good, yeah. So I've done four episodes of Silicon Valley, which is exciting, you know, and um, it's such a great show, and it was my first time being on a, in a legit acting role on, yeah. you know, HBO, so it was, like, pretty cool. And um, Did they throw you a little subscription to HBO while you were on? No. Because I, no, I know you didn't. mentioned earlier you got the I've got the trial program. HBO now. I'm trying to watch uh, hundreds of hours of stuff before the trial ends. Hey, uh, hey operator, I was on one of your shows. Yeah, I know. I wonder if that works. <laughs> Probably not. But, uh, yeah, I don't know who I would. I should do that and just record the phone call. Yeah, I just want to find out who I'm supposed to call uh, to get my free prescri- uh, subscription. Oh, please do that. Yeah, that would be great. Please do that. <laughs> That'd be so great. Oh, that would be really funny. <laughs> I was the guy with the mullet. Come on. <laughs> Or you and you know it could be you turn you you find out that this person's a huge fan of yours like yeah. I didn't think this was really Henry Phillips <laughs> yeah yeah exactly oh, man. I had a I had a time when I was calling uh, Delta and dealing with some issue there and I'm talking to the guy on the phone and then he asked me my name Henry Phillips 
And this guy goes, Henry Phillips, the comedian. And I was like, yeah. Uh, it was at the height of uh, my appearances on the Bob and Tom show, which okay. is, that kind of explains it because that was really, really popular. And that that was really strange, though, just sort of like you're just so used to I mean, I'm glad it wasn't one of those conversations where you're yelling at the guy or whatever, yeah, yeah. you know. Ugh, that would have been awful. I knew you'd be a dick. Yeah. Right? That would be awful. <laughs> But yeah. Delta, where you're uh, continuing to make up fake. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I saw you did a new one, right? Yeah, yeah, I did a new one. <laughs> I, I just I flew Delta on the way in here, and I took a snapshot of their... Um, they have these celebrity quotes things, and I don't know, if I'm just cynical or whatever, I can't look at their celebrity quotes without laughing because they're just so bland. Completely. You know, and I'm just like, I know these people are more interesting than this. I wonder if their publicists are just approving it or just, hey, do you have some quote? And it's like, yeah, just say something like, you know, growing up, I was always the, uh, you know, the weakling, uh, you know, uh, but things have changed or whatever it is, you know. Oh, it, thanks. Like, yeah, just it's That's always inspiring. some dumb thing. Yeah. Right. So what I've been doing is photoshopping a picture of myself into the celebrity quotes. And it's just me saying something sort of offensive and non sequitur. <laughs> and just like, I don't wash my hands after I pee. Cause I think that would be an insult to my penis. And, uh, <laughs> and what's funny is like most people get it and they're like, this is funny on a couple of levels. And, uh, but then I'll get the occasional person who's like, wow, congrats, man. This is really good exposure <laughs> for it. I'm just like, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. It's definitely real. That's always fun. You thought those negative comments on YouTube made uh, meant you made it. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. it's the Delta. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sky Club Magazine, whatever the hell it's called. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. Well, that's like, um, you know, you could actually, uh, who was the guy that was doing that? Was it Kurt Brownler that was going into uh, gift places where they sell holiday greeting cards mm -hmm. and writing his own little messages in them and then oh, just leaving them like on the shelf for people to funny. find. Oh, that's You can do that on the airport. Like just put your own little label, like there's oh, your face and your awesome. quote and leave it there. Yeah, that would be great. That would be an awesome idea. Wow, that's funny. <laughs> was he going to like blank cards? Get um, blank cards, or I think he would just like, even like add to ones that had writing in them. Oh yeah, yeah. that's great. <laughs> that's hilarious. I'm pretty sure I'm crediting the right person for that. Yeah. I want to ask you about something that I think is really, uh, I don't know, unique. I guess. Sure. You got to talk. You got interviewed by Larry King. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool. That How was... did that happen? Well, let's see. Um... Well, it was when we had the movie. Uh, there's a PR firm that works for the movie, and that's their job is to try to get some press for you, and that was one of the things that they pulled off. And When you found out you were going to be talking to Larry King, what was your thought? I was pretty nervous. I was definitely nervous, yeah, because I've watched him for years, you know, and I was like, this is weird because he's got a lot of big celebrities on there, and I'm not somebody he's going to know he's not i was wondering the youngest guy but um but i also wanted to do the best that i could and i never watched it because i have a hard time watching myself and those types of things but people have told me that it was good it, so it was like, good great oh, i'm glad to hear that with him, just sitting yeah there. yeah he they uh they told me that he was going to ask like 10 questions or something like that and then i was 
like trying to come up with answers, even though the, the idea of it is you're supposed to just answer right away. But I was too terrified to do that. So I was trying to come up with my own answers before okay. the show. But um, yeah. It's sort of rapid fire. Yeah, yeah, it was. You're just asking questions before you were done answering. Yeah, them. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize the, the pace of it, <laughs> what the pace was supposed to be. I have 10 questions. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. So, I've yeah, heard that him was say, uh, you know, because he's like this legendary interviewer. I've heard yeah. him say the key to a successful interview is to legitimately be interested. Yeah. <laughs> now, well, he, I also wonder how that works when you don't know anything really about the person well, you're yeah, there, talking to. There was a moment when he, it sort of clicked for him. There's something became interesting about it when he, when I started talking about failure and how the, that's what these movies are. Is they're just a succession of stories of failing miserably and that's to me is hilariously funny yeah and uh and then i feel i feel like there was something that clicked with him and where he was like so you're a failure well yeah i mean of course i'm making a joke about it but but, <laughs> but that's funny you fail you're a failure okay all right well let's just not keep saying that over and over again but uh yeah i feel like can sudden- i use this as a blurb <laughs> yeah suddenly there was a moment of uh of him becoming very interested about it. Maybe that's what he does is he sort of tries to find that angle. Probably. That makes him sort of uh, more invested in yeah, it. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good, I just that good advice amazing. for yeah. sure. Larry King, I'm here with a comedian. He's very funny. I've never heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, there was no way he had ever heard of me for sure. Let's talk about Henry's Kitchen. Yeah. So, um, we've hinted at a little bit. Uh, that's your other web series. It's, uh, I'm on Patreon now for that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the way, that's where it's finally landed. It's, um, it, YouTube has really, uh, kind of made a lot of changes and it's made it harder to get your videos in front of people. And so, what I've been doing is why, telling why do you, people. I, I want to hop in. Why do you, because you, uh, they, they don't notify the subscribers. They it used to be that you have subscribers. You know, I have like forty thousand subscribers, and then those people would get a message saying, "Hey, Henry just put out a new video, a new Henry's Kitchen video." Yeah, and they just stopped doing that for whatever reason. And so um, they they just kind of pick and choose who they're going to promote your video to. Interesting, because so. I'm one of the subscribers. Oh yeah, yeah. So I've been putting them out, you know, but people aren't getting notified. So that. That's not going to work. So okay. what I've been doing is I've been advertising uh, Patreon, which is great because it's sort of like um, it enables me to keep making them, basically. It, it For people that don't know, it's a little like Kickstarter, but it's like really small amounts of money, like a dollar for every kitchen video that I put out. And then that way uh, it, it, appears, it appears over a long period of time. So... Otherwise, I just couldn't do it. I mean, it takes four days to do these things. I really enjoy doing them, though. But, I mean, I wind up fucking my kitchen up completely and then, you know, writing these songs and editing and everything like that. It's just a tough thing. But um, but Patreon's really making it possible, so that's kind of cool. And I know in the podcast world, a lot of people are doing Patreons. So yeah. That's kind of cool. You know, it's interesting. I asked you uh, last time about would you ever do a cookbook and your response oh, yeah. was, oh, yeah, I mean, I've, the point of the show is that I'm not a good cook, so I don't know if that really makes sense, but so I mean, maybe funny. we could put some out, something out there. You have a cookbook! <laughs> That's right. It, I think, uh, let's see, that idea came about a year ago, maybe a year and a month ago, and all of a sudden it was Maybe the day like, after we talked. I think, yeah, yeah. I think it was just all of a sudden feasible. It was just like... 
yeah, I could do that. I'll just take my recipes and, and write them out and have a couple of paragraphs about the recipe and what type of thing is. Oh, man, yeah, I'm really proud of that cookbook. I really think it's great. And I, my favorite thing is when people have actually showed me, Nikki Glazer, who's also in the movie, yeah. and, uh, she sent me a video of her mom reading it and really laughing at it, and that made made my day. I was like, that's fantastic. So, yeah, I'm really happy with the way the cookbook came out. So, yeah, I've got my cookbooks, and I sell aprons now, and um, I just got a new become apron a whole for my thing. birthday. Oh, wow. I got a, uh, I, now, but I want a Henry's Kitchen one. Yeah. I just got a, I got a Darth Vader. That's <laughs> it awesome. It looks like Darth Vader's <laughs> costume. That's amazing. That's fantastic. Yes. If you could get a Darth Vader chef's hat or something like that, <laughs> that would be really cool. Yeah. yeah, I think my next thing is I'm going to start selling um, my weightlifting gloves, my kitchen weightlifting gloves. I have a couple videos where I've worn gloves for some reason, and... They're weightlifting gloves, and people are like, why Why are you doing that? I'm like, well, now I'm going to do them all the time, if people are asking. I, the last time you were here, you also mentioned about maybe, oh, maybe I'll do one with like an Airbnb, and then you ended up doing that, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've done a lot of those, yeah. Uh, the first one, I think, was uh, my Veggie Duckin' one, which was 2015, with my friend Wade, who was in Punching the Clown also. Yeah, where I open up an Air- Airbnb, and since then I've done a Halloween one with my friend Randall Reeder, who was in the movie also, and then um, Chris Fairbanks. We did fish stew, uh, um, and then uh, my friend Francisco Ramos, oh, yeah. who uh, he's a great comic also, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, we did one. So yeah, those those Airbnb ones are really fun. I'll I have, be doing more. I have a um, the cookbook's available. On Amazon, yeah, as well as through your uh, from Patreon yep. also, yeah. And if people order it right now, it's telling you can still get it by Christmas. By Is the this way. Amazon? Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You should be able to get it by Christmas, hopefully. I think so. I, if they're saying it is, yeah. Oh yeah, they don't. They don't bullshit with that. Yeah. Uh, I have one of the reviews of your cookbook here. Oh okay. I'm gonna read. Uh oh, here we go. This is from a guy named David, June 10, twenty seventeen. Mm-hmm. Five stars. Cooking is hard. I followed these recipes and gave my date food poisoning. <laughs> the pictures are really terrible. Five stars. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great review. That is fantastic. Does he know that five stars is good? <laughs> I get a feeling this is a fan of yours. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, there's there's a lot of really clever things out there from these uh, from the fans for sure. <laughs> I love it. Well, that's um, good. So the newest uh, Henry's Kitchen was Jello shots. Thanksgiving Jell-O, yes. Day Jello shots. Put um, them in the fridge for uh, three, two, three days. Yeah, yeah. I watched it. Yeah, go to the DMV, get your stuff done. Uh, go to St. Louis, which I have a shot of me in St. Louis. All <laughs> of a sudden, right. yeah. So, uh, yeah, that one turned out to be a lot of fun. Um, my goal is always to try to. Uh, Deliver something that I haven't in the previous, and usually that's in the form of some of the jokes that happen. And I think that the recipe itself sort of serves as a story in and of itself. Sure. You know, people are sort of like, I just want to see how this thing's going to end up, you know, so people wind up watching the whole thing, which is cool. I had sort of a uh, real life Henry's Kitchen uh, incident. Uh, for people that follow me on Instagram, I actually posted pictures and uh, of this. 
So I made chili. I've been doing a thing. I've been making chili on mm-hmm. Sundays when my kids are over. Yeah. And halfway through the recipe, you know, I'm taking the, uh, I got my can opener, opening a can of uh, diced tomatoes. Yeah. The can opener broke. The plastic oh, crank man. freaking popped off. The spring came off. It's useless. Oh, Halfway man. through opening the first can of two cans. That sucks. Yeah. And it wasn't one of those ones with a pull tab. Nope. You absolutely had to use the can opener. Oh, yes. that that totally blows. Have you ever had that happen? On, in well, I have kitchen? a garlic press that broke on camera, actually. I'm trying to remember which one that was. But, yeah, I was trying to... Uh, you know, press some garlic and the whole thing just snapped in half. You know, that's why you got to get a really kick-ass garlic press. Or just buy the stuff that's already minced. Or yeah. That's what yeah. I do. That's probably a better idea. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I'll get uh, hardware mal- malfunctions all the time. But, uh, you know, you just got to just gotta get through it. I ended up using the old-fashioned, um, you know, what do they call them? Like the church key Oh, thing? yeah, and yeah. Like you can use that, too. Going all the way around oh, with man. the sharp yeah. points. Yeah, because they were diced tomatoes, so they're not even going to fit out of that little hole. You Correct. Know, you no, still I have to, to get the lid off. I had off. to go halfway around, and then, oh, and then I had to take some pliers and pry it halfway Oh, up. man. Yeah. This sounds like an episode right there. Uh-huh. Yeah. That, that's a great idea. Can I use that? You absolutely can use okay. that. Okay. We're going to mm-hmm. see that. Please see, do. This is one of those things where you can follow up, and next year or two years from now, it'll be like, oh, yeah, you wound up doing that. Uh, well, here uh, here's the follow-up. Actually, I already have a follow-up to what happened to me. Then I went to the grocery store two days later to buy a new can opener, and I'm looking across the and looking. At, I find the aisle with all the utensils and everything, and I'm going across this row, this row, this row. I'm not seeing it. I do it again. The only thing they were sold out of was can openers. Wow, I'm not kidding. That's amazing. A, I have a picture on Instagram. It's full shelves of everything except the can openers. It's completely empty, and I'm like, is oh, the world man. trying to keep me away from opening That's cans? Great. What is happening here? I want to use that too. Can I use? You that? can absolutely <laughs> use that. I mean, that is good. Uh huh. Because I I can see it visually where we have the whole we have the whole assortment of every single. You know, there's like a pizza roller, and yeah. there's all this other stuff, and there's one thing that says can openers, and it's just it was that there. empty thing. Yeah, a yeah. Picture of it. That's fantastic. They're selling there, which also seems very expensive. Yeah, yeah. Opener. But we can see now that they're pretty valuable. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. 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 I guess now if somebody comes up to me with one, who knows what I'm willing to pay? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever's oh, in my man. pocket, I guess. Yeah, totally. But I figured out, I figured out how I'm going to get one. I actually uh, I'm ordering some uh, some presents off a, a store's website that sells can openers. Oh. I have it in my cart right now. That's great. So I'm going to have one delivered to my That's house. That's awesome. So I think yeah. this will all work out. That's where it's all going. The <laughs> stores are on the way out. I really do want to. There's something I was buying recently. Ah, uh, I I. It's not going to have the full effect if I can't remember what it is, but it's like from CVS or something like that. And there's just one thing that's always missing, and it's the only thing that anybody buys. There's like, just picture like, let's say there's a yellow and a green and a black color of something, and people only buy the black, yeah. and it's and they're always out of it or whatever. I don't even remember what it was that I was trying to buy. But I wanted to tell them, it's like, just only get the black. Just, yeah. There's always tons of the other ones and nobody gets them. Right. At what point do you realize just have three of all of the black yeah. ones? You know, it's like, 
that's all you need to do. It like, could even be like, uh, let's say it was Reese's Pieces, Reese's Peanut yeah. Butter Cups. Just keep the regular ones in stock. Fuck the yeah, crunchy ones. Exactly. And the half Because there's always all tons of those, yeah, and there's right. just the one that's missing. Yeah, yeah. it's like... <laughs> I'm not even like some big business person, but I can tell <laughs> right. it's pretty easy to see the solution here. Yeah, I understand supply and demand, and it's yeah rudimentary. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's see the time here. So we're we're we here. Oh, okay. We're at about an hour here. Um, All right. Is there anything else we should be mentioning here? Well, let's see. There's the the web series we talked about. The movie. Um, the web series, uh, you mean the your club. website is a place to find everything, right? I guess it's, yeah, yeah. HenryPhillips.com has everything. You can get the merchandise and stuff on there. Yeah, that's about it. You know, get on the mailing list. and um, But, I mean, it goes without saying that I'll be here at the Acme this yes. week. And you're so, working uh, with, uh, who did I see you're working with? Steve Gillespie and Yeah, Brandy who's Brown. so fun. Yeah, both of them are so great. Yeah, so yeah they're great. Is, it's been a fun week so far. So, uh, yeah, show here in a couple of hours. And, uh, well, this is... The day before, probably that you're going to put oh, this well, out. This so. will be out today. You know, oh yeah, who knows okay, when great. Listen, but yeah, um, do yeah. you are did you bring any merchandise to sell? Not people this after time. The show? You've done that in the Everything's past. Everything's so digital, you know. And also, it's like I'm not going to bring the aprons and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, no, I. Um, if you if you buy the apron, I'll sign it, you know, online and uh, CDs. I don't know. It's it's hard to sell something that I've kind of. I, I just get all of my music digitally anymore, you know? And yeah, like so, I said, that's how I got your latest Yeah, movie. so it's like I I can't really see myself selling CDs. It, it, as time goes by, it's more and more like, so something that's bigger than my phone has one one-thousandth of the songs that are on my right. phone. Like, why, why would I want that, you right. know? So, yeah, I'm sort of phasing out that kind of thing. And I and at the same time, I honestly miss talking to people afterward cuz selling my merch, that's when I used to talk to people. Yeah. But um but yeah, so if anybody's listening, if you want to talk to me, come over to the bar area cuz I'll probably be sitting there. But um yeah. That's well, good. Well, yeah. there's, you know, there are some that uh that hide out. At yeah, the yeah. Shows. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. I feel weird doing that. It's like after the show, Seeing the audience, that's my last chance to apologize to them about anything. <laughs> you know, I got to take that opportunity. <laughs> last time to make amends. Fair enough. You know what? I have one more question. Sure. I'm closing my notebook right now. I have one more question. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even have anything to do with you except for the fact that you live in California. Yeah. And I saw last night recreational pot is going to be legal January 1st. Wow. Does well, that change your life in any way? It it doesn't change my life. It changed a lot of my friends' lives, but it might not even change their lives because it's been effectively legal. I mean, it's sort of like you have to get a prescription, but you, apparently it's really easy to do. Oh, you brought up Brendan Walsh earlier. I'm, he's been on yeah. this podcast once, I believe, if I remember correctly. And he, uh, I remember him telling me, oh, yeah. I have a there's a delivery service. Dude yeah. comes up on his bike. Yeah. And yeah. just meets me in the on the it's street. It's really not that yeah. big of a thing. Yeah. And that so was five years ago. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it, I'm glad to see it happen, though, because I think everybody at this point, all the experts from the right wing to the left wing, you know, I mean, if you go to like libertarian people or people that are just interested in, um, you know, the the tax revenue that you can gain from putting something on the market legally mm-hmm. and, you know, putting bad people out of business you know it's like why why would you not want to do that right and especially since 
and I'm not a pot smoker, you know, but my life experience shows me that people are much less likely to become violent or to make decisions that ruin their lives uh, when they're on pot as they as they do when they're drinking. Or other things. As a guy who's made those decisions <laughs> and uh, still probably continues to. But, yeah, I mean, uh, pot just doesn't seem like – it just seems like it got a bad rap from the beginning and it doesn't yeah. make any sense. So I'm I'm all in favor of it. Right on. I'm proud of California for doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Minnesota, not so much. But. Not yet. Well, but Minnesota is a pretty progressive place, you know, and I don't, it doesn't seem like something to be far away. Probably not. Yeah. And the good news is, Henry, uh, of course, you know this. I'm not telling you something you don't know, but uh, you have a few drinks after the show here. You just you know, walk sometimes. back to where you're staying. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just walk, but it's extremely cold. Like, <laughs> even a four-minute walk right now is kind of tough. That's true. Fair, fair yeah. enough. <laughs> Well, thank you. I, All right. I always thank look you. forward to talking to you, man. And, always. Uh, we'll have, I'm sure, a lot more exciting stuff next time. Yeah, for sure. Right. Sounds good. Thank you. Thanks again.